part-time fanboy. All right. Well, shall we begin chatting about this episode? This Let's wonderful episode that you're excited about Ugh. to chat about. Oh no! Well, let's uh, let's just start off by saying this is the part-time fanboy podcast. My name is Christian Horn. Um, I am on the line with my good friend and Doctor Who scholar Barry Negrin, That's me. and we are saying that we thought you thought Christmas was over, but it's not over yet because we are here to chat about the most recent Doctor Who Christmas episode known as the church on ruby road right that's the one and uh it is the first official uh i believe shuti got was um first official solo episode as the doctor correct yes yes this was his full his first episode um he was partially in the tail end of um the giggle yep. uh when when the doctor bi-generated and split in half between David Tennant's 14th Doctor yeah. and yeah. It's coming out of the side of him with Shuti Gatwa yeah. uh, with no pants. <laughs> yeah. Uh, although in uh, sorry in in England he would have pants in in um, he wouldn't he didn't have trousers. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, 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 yeah. But also introducing the new companion, correct? Uh, yes. Millie Gibson. Ruby Sunday. Ruby Sunday. Yeah. Millie Gibson is the actress. Ruby Sunday yes. is the character. Um, and the episode again is called the church on Ruby road. You have very strong feelings about this episode. I agree with you. <laughs> I don't, I, I don't, I mean, I don't think I hate it as much as you did, but I definitely found myself kind of pausing, kind of looking at my phone kind of like looking around at the room. Maybe I had a Christmas present that I hadn't like really, you know, um, looked at that much and just not being engaged. But before we go on to trash it, I do want to talk about what I felt was good in the episode. You're a good soul. <laughs> and, you still have that Christmas spirit. <laughs> is, the holiday spirit is lingering around. I'm sure it will. Well, yeah, I won't disappear. I will. I will not. Dis, I will not say that it was a zero out of yeah. ten. Yeah, uh, I will say there were there were some good points. Yeah, to it. yeah. Um, but let's hear what let's let's hear what you like. Well, first, I, I mean, first I should say that I like Shutigawa. Still, I, I oh immensely. I yes. think he looks great. I loved his outfit. I loved a. I loved the way everything looked. I mean, the look of these new episodes is really just astoundingly different. Just the cinematography, the the crispness of everything, and maybe you know it may have been because I've been watching it on BBC America for the past several years and. The quality on BBC America was just crap. I mean, just the video yeah. quality, the audio quality, everything was terrible. So maybe just watching it on Disney Plus, everything and looks and sounds great, you know, but... I mean, I think they put Disney money into this. So. Yeah, but I mean, at the same time, it's not like I haven't, like, 
bought like DVD, I mean, Blu-rays or seen, you know, stuff on, on, on Amazon. You know what I'm saying? Like, but on BBC America here, it was just always terrible. It just didn't look good. And that may have added to the past several years of me not being like as impressed with the Doctor Who stuff as I have been in, you know, before we were all downloading it on torrents or whatever, like, or, or everything was high def and now 4k and stuff. But I mean, I will say that visually everything looked great to me, you know, like Shruti God was great. I think the new companion, she's okay. She's fine. She didn't blow me away. Um, uh, I loved, I, I thought it was dumb, but I love the look of the goblins. Like I love the way they looked. Like I, I, I thought that the effects looked like really cool. Like I, I, I have no problems with like the visual or Shuti himself. Like, I think like he's great. He still has potential in my opinion. Oh, tremendous. Yeah. 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 He's no, he's got, he's very charismatic. Yeah. Um, the camera loves him. Yeah. He's uh, he's an attractive man yeah. that doesn't hurt. Yeah. Um, and I love how like he's I like, you know, he's very emotive. Yeah. Um, no, he's he was terrific in sex education. I don't know if you ever I've not watched, watched it, it, but yeah. Did you um, start? He's, I don't think you said you said last couple episodes you had. No, I watched oh, you did the first couple of seasons oh, okay. yeah, a while ago when it was first Got on. It. Um, I didn't watch all of it, but, um, sure. you know, I, w- I was tuning into sex education for Jillian Anderson because she That's plays. Right. The mom of like the 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 main protagonist. That's right. I remember that she was uh, she was on that show, and that's why I wanted to check it out, and I just never got around. There's that, too much stuff to watch. And you should. So you've got all day tomorrow. <laughs> sure. Um, uh huh. But yeah, so no, I agree with bunches of that. Um, I actually, it's funny because I saw um, some Millie Gibson swung onto camera, and I thought, oh, let's see, uh, blonde hair with brunette roots, check. Uh, <laughs> 20 years old, check. Um, waiting for her life to start, yeah. check. No dad, check. It's Rose 2.0. Yeah, it's Rose 2.0. I mean, there's definitely some of that. Um, the other thing that I should say that I like, I like the sort of like underlying foster children sort of kind of message. Like I love the warmth mm-hmm. of that and the ideas of that introduced. Like I loved Ruby's you know, mothers and all that stuff and how they adopted or fostered children. You know, I should say like, I thought all that stuff was, was really great. Um, but as, I love the grandma. Yeah. The grandma I was the grandma, Cherry Sunday. <laughs> Wait, I'm sorry. What was that? Her name was Cherry Sunday. Oh, is that, is that was her name? Oh yeah. Cherry Sunday. Yes. Yeah. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. I didn't catch that. Um, A little feisty old woman. In fact, my, uh, Romy, my eldest, says she should be the next companion. They could just wheel her bed into the TARDIS and they could just wheel her around. And, yeah. you know, she could, half of her time she'll um, be spending flirting with the doctor. The other half she'll be just haranguing Ruby for a cup of yeah, tea. Yeah, I I, I liked, uh, I think the actress's name, it looks like here is Anita Dobson, Mrs. Flood. Uh, I like the mysterious mm-hmm. old woman who is, uh, you know, jumping ahead a little bit. She's obviously seen the TARDIS before or had an experience I, I is that something that you know about is that a character that i just know nope. there's a lot of speculation as who she could gotcha. be um i mean i saw so at the at, you know to tell our our uh our listeners our many listeners <laughs> yeah. the um that you know at the very end you know i'm not we're not ruining anything here the tardis disappears yeah. she's in her 
uh, she's in her chair out front looking at the um, looking at it disappear. And then she looks, she breaks the fourth wall, looks right into the camera and says, what, you've never seen a TARDIS yeah. before? Yeah. Um, little cheekily. And I know lots of people were running the, you know, speculation on the, on the internet were ran rampant that, oh, who is it? Is it the Ronnie? Because Ronnie is an acronym of rain. And that's what you get when there's a flood. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> I thought, me personally, I didn't think it was anybody in particular. I just thought it was them doing a cute little Disney-like wink at the camera. Uh -huh. I didn't think of, I didn't think anything of it. But, but who knows? Especially since during the first half of the episode, she had no idea what that blue box yeah. was in front of her house. That she was blaming her neighbor Abdul yeah. uh, for putting it there. She's like, "It's not mine." Yeah, 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 yeah. She, you were putting it so she couldn't walk down the, you know, the path, the path right, to her house, to her her flat yes. or whatever it was. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but as to your point, I mean, yeah, I was like, I didn't even know if I wanted to talk about this episode, but we have to because Whoa. it's his first episode Whoa. and it's his first like lone episode of the new doctor. And, and right. I just like, I mean, you go ahead. Like there's so much to like really tackle. And it sounds like you may have your thoughts more organized than, than I do as, when I it mean, comes to this. Just so you know, there was a um, there was an interview, and actually, it was part of um, part of uh, this. There's this book with um, with uh, Russell T Davies and a journalist. I think it's called The Writer's Tale, okay. where it's just basically a, it's a it's a bunch of correspondence between him and the the writer about his process. Yeah. And he says that uh, I got this off of Den of Geek that there is a different. He takes a different approach to making what he says is festive TV, like a Christmas special. He says, when the entire family are likely to be in the room, stuffed and sleepy, with vastly reduced attention spans. Um, you know, he deliberately doesn't put much in the episode that's likely to astonish or confuse. And yeah, well, my response to that is, while I recognize that Doctor Who is at its heart a children's show, it was never meant to be a little children's yeah. show. I mean, this has that smell of, like Disney going to push it towards Doctor Who Jr. or TARDIS Babies or something crazy like yeah. that. Um, I, I, there was a, I wasn't inherently averse to a musical number, but, um, you know, and again, I'm going to have to credit my eldest for this line, but because between expect, so they, the, the basic gist is that um, these goblins are, causing accidents with people and they, f they feed on coincidence and that gives them a rush or something. And they also <laughs> well, wait, so let's go back. If we're going to discuss the plot, I mean, it opens up with a baby being left on a church door, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah on a doorstep. Let's go back there. And we don't know who left the baby, right? Like that's, that's the first thing, right? No, well, no, there's a mysterious, it looks like a yeah. woman. We can't tell. I was thinking river uh, song she, or something like, I was like, what if Ruby is, is the doctor's baby or something like that. Like that would be great. That would be a nice reveal. I would be, I would give proper kudos to Russell Davies. For that. But, <laughs> I mean, um, so that, that that's know. like the first mystery. Right. And, and then she is raised in a, she is the only, she's raised by these two women who end up adopting her. Uh, but they fostered many children over the years. And in the course of events, 
they are given a foster child on Christmas, which happens to be the same coincidence that, you know, Ruby was left on Christmas. And so that kind of sets a thing, thing, uh, a chain of events in motion to where, uh, coincidence, it's like maybe a big coincidence that this baby and her and, and it attracts these like pirates of the Caribbean, like goblin creatures, um, to come and what, like want to eat the baby, right? Like that's the thing, yes, right? Literally eat the baby. Yeah, they want Literally eat the baby. They sing a whole, they literally have a whole song and dance yeah. number about eating the baby about, although, and then they have, they, they put it on a very, 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 very slow conveyor belt. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's heading towards um, this very large lump in Jabba the Hutt wannabe yeah. who, who is supposedly the Goblin yeah. King. Yeah, So we're like, wait, wait a minute. It looks like it's going in the baby's mouth. It's going in the, the Goblin King's yeah. mouth. And all of the goblins that are about, you know, two and a half feet tall are saying, this is going to feed us for three days. This is going to be great. Yeah. But... You know, it's not really clear how that's going to work because it looks like it's just going in the Goblin King's yeah. mouth. Who knows? And, you know, I, I thought perhaps, well, maybe he's like a, a mother penguin where he just vomits it back up into all the little goblins' <laughs> oh, mouth. Gross. Who knows? Wow, you went there. Who knows? That's gross. Um, so, I mean, that is kind of the general plot, right? Like, which in and of itself is very thin and let's just say it kind of dumb and Yes. And apparently they are also time traveling goblins, right? Like there's Oh, but are they time travelers? Because, you know, not really. Yeah. They're in the words of in the words of the doctor, in all the great writing that, that uh, Russell T. Davis is bringing back to the table, time travelers are great, like the best. Like wow. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. That's a quote. And that's what we've been waiting for. And he says, but the, you know, the goblins, they don't time travel. They just bimble about. Yeah. And that's fine. I mean, I, I'll, I'll give him that. But, um, you know, the doctor sneaks up with Rose, with, sorry, ooh, with Ruby. <laughs> yeah. Slip there that wasn't intentional. Or was it? <laughs> uh, up, to the, up to the boat, this, this, this uh, airship of, that looks like a, a schooner. Um, then they sneak onto there, they get captured, they get tied, tied up, they get untied up. And, you know, they're, um, you know, the doctor's looking at all the, these are lots of threads and there's rope everywhere. And he learns the vocabulary of rope, um, because, you know, he speaks all the languages and that's, that's fine. Oh, and he has a brand new invention that he created, these Mavity gloves. Yeah, Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, a little deus ex machina where, I mean, not that the Sonic was that enough, um, This these gloves where you have, uh, it will take the weight off of you when you want to climb things. So, like, it's hard to climb a rope because, you know, you're pulling your whole body yeah, yeah, weight yeah, up yeah. by your hands. And but if you wear the special Mavity gloves, you... Um, you don't weigh anything or all the weight goes into the gloves. It's basically like the vision in, in the Avengers or Marvel's comics, like density control. Like he can make himself heavier. He can make himself lighter. It seemed like, cause at one point he pulls the whole pirate ship down using those Mavity gloves. And again, Mavity still being the word for gravity in. No, I I have no problem. Whatever this universe is. I'm I'm assuming that at some point that's going to get addressed or like, you know, because 
if you're tuning into the doctor for the first time on this episode and you're like, what is he, Mavity? Like, I don't know what that is. So, I mean, I guess Google exists. You can look it up. But right. uh, I just, yeah, I, I don't like, like, I don't have a, pro like, honestly, like the funny thing is, is like, I don't have a problem with the goblins. I don't have a problem with the ship. I don't have a problem with the Goblin King. I don't even have a problem with the singing stuff. What I do have a problem with was the pacing is all over the place. It's very slow. It's not interesting. It it doesn't really go anywhere like fascinating to me. And it's just, it just felt like all over the place. Like I got bored. Like I, 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 and yeah, it just stopped like halfway through. It just stopped. Yeah, I, Like all momentum. It doesn't have momentum. And then, you know, when they get to the part, there's a part in this where the goblins go back and they kidnap Ruby uh, as a baby, as a baby. Right. And so like the anything that she did, like in the future, any good that she affected with her, her, her mothers, you know, or her mother. Didn't happen. What's that? Right. It didn't yeah, happen. It didn't happen. Right. They erased her from the timeline. Yeah. Uh, they basically did a reverse George Bailey. Yeah. Um, on with by pulling Ruby out of the timeline, yeah. um, and then as a result of her not being fostered and adopted by the Sundays, you know they are much less loving about the whole foster process. Yes. There, you said it's instead of so instead of uh, fostering thirty three children, it only ends up being about a half dozen. Yeah, yeah, and and they're very uh, I don't know if mercenary is the right term, but they're just doing it right. for the money. Right, do it for the yeah, money. For the money, and the doctor is horrified by that, and he goes back and he rescues he rescues her as a baby from being eaten by the goblins, and but doesn't try and figure out who the mother is. He just lets her kind of like wander off. Um, and then there's another backstory too, where Ruby is being interviewed by one of these like shows that tracks down your heritage or whatever, you know? Um, yes. Apparently that's a real show. Oh, is it? Um, Why? Well, it, it looks yes. like Davina McCall. I mean, she's like a real like celebrity person yeah, yeah. in the UK. Right. I mean, I've seen her before in other stuff. Um, so that's a real show. So that that's like the, yeah, it's there's a, it's called. Hold on a second. It's called Long Lost Family. Okay. Um, that's a show that she's normally that she normally hosts. Gotcha. Okay, so she's the host of this, and that's part of the backstory is that they are looking into like her family, and it turns out that they can't figure it out, and that's kind of like one of the big mysteries because they can't find any of her gen genetic information anywhere, and again, like you would think, like. I mean, I don't know that the doctor is ever confronted with that information ever in the episode, but that he might want to find out like who that woman is, but he doesn't. He just like lets her walk off into the snow or whatever, into the wintry night, right. you know, and and I'm just like, OK, like, but I just like, well, he doesn't want to. Well, he can't interfere too much, right? Yeah, but still, I mean, it seems like you would at least want to see like who it is, right? Like. I think he, I mean I think he probably would have had it not been for the fact that the goblins were actively trying to kidnap Ruby. Yeah, at but the time. I think even after he stopped, he saw her like walking off. I'd have to watch the episode again, which I don't want to. Um, you know, but I think like even after he saved her, he sees her like walking off still, like into the into the wintry night or whatever. Either way, 
Like, right. Like the thing is, it's like, you know me, I don't have a problem with silly who I don't have a problem with like, you know, the face of Bo or like any of that stuff going back like way to the beginning. Like, I don't have any problem, but this one just, it just kind of like started along. Right. Like, I mean, yeah, the pacing was terrible. Yeah. Um, you know, and it's funny because as I've said previously, you know, I usually hate the universe saving shows where they like the entire, every, you know, 500 quadrillion of us in the universe are saved or not as in the flux. And I love the ones that are like set on one planet or one town. So you'd think that in this episode where he saves exactly 29 people, um, I would be, Oh yeah, that's good. But not so, not much. so much. Um, you know, like the, when they're doing that, the whole goblin musical number. And then later they do the, uh, the, the, let's see what happens when we pull Ruby out of the timeline uh, my eldest proclaimed this episode to be "It's a Wonderful Labyrinth." <laughs> That's funny. That's great. Yeah, yeah. I didn't even catch catch on the "It's a Wonderful." I think by that time I had kind of checked out. Like I was just like, okay, like great. I'll, I guess I'll watch the rest of this. Like I think at that point, like I may have paused. I it. guess I'll watch the rest of this. <laughs> yeah, that's quite an endorsement. I think that's the first time I've ever said this with an episode of Doctor Who, right? Like I, I, I just, I really. I mean, it's so funny because the previous three episodes were so fantastic or, or so interesting to me. And the momentum was like really like moving along. Building. Yeah, building and going along. Yes. And in this one, it just and that's the fun, that's the 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 thing is that Shuti Godwa, his energy is just as up as anything that Tennant's got going. So oh, not yeah. his fault, but it was just like I mean, it just stumbled for me and and it's not like I wasn't excited to watch it. You know what I mean? But by midway through... I was totally excited to yeah, watch it. Yeah. Yeah. But mid midway through, I was just like, yeah, okay. Well, I guess... I mean, you know, and just according to according to the new showrunner, oh, it's a Christmas episode, so it can't be good. Uh, but, you know, if you look back there have at been some, some of the ones. other Christmas yeah. episodes that we've had, oh my God, The Husbands of River Song, Christmas episode... Yeah. Um, the snowman where we first really meet Clara back in Victorian times, Christmas episode, yeah. the runaway bride. Um, what are well, other even good tenants ones? first doctor tenants first one is a Christmas episode, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Um, in fact, it's called the Christmas invasion, I think. Right. Christmas yeah, invasion. Yeah, right. Yeah. 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 I mean, there've been good Christmas episodes before. I, I just, I, I almost feel like it feels like Davies just kind of like shot his load on the first three. And it was just like, uh, you know what? Fine. Let's do this. Which makes me worry about what's coming in, in the upcoming season, because I'm, I'm just, I know I'm just sort of like, was he just like ready to bring tenant back and get everyone excited? And was that the mission to get everyone like super excited about the new doctor? And then, you know, I mean, I don't know. I, I want to give him the benefit of the doubt because I've loved his stuff before. And, you know, there have been missteps in his in his run. I mean, everyone hates that ELO episode, ELO cover band episode. That's funny you say that because I love I that love episode. I love that episode. And I remember hearing that everyone hated it. And I was like, really? I think it's... No, it was so interesting. It was like the inverse, sort of the inverse Doctor Who of just the, just the people he would be saving, yeah. you know, for... 80% or 90% of the show. That was a terrific yeah, episode. Yeah, I love that. I actually want to go back and rewatch that one at some point. But like, yeah, so I'm fine. I'm down with the weird stuff. But what I, I'm not down with is like, and, and like the, 
the thing. Okay, so let's talk about the musical stuff, right? Because it seems like you had you had a problem with that. Like the thing of it is, well, is like I don't have a problem with the musical stuff. I just have a problem with the music being bad. Like the song was bad. Like the, the song, the was lyrics bad. are terrible. The, the singer, the singer was good. I liked her yeah, voice. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Like so that was the, yeah, this. yeah. But I mean, uh it it did ring of like Disney cartoon musical. You know what I'm saying? And yes. And but yes, I got a very Phineas and Ferb vibe out of um out of when especially when uh Ruby they, they basically the doctor started singing to try and take the steer the song away from them eating the baby and then Ruby jumps in and belts out a couple of lines yeah. too. Um again, her voice is okay, but she the way she sort of stuttered in there reminded me of like Candace Flynn from Phineas and Ferb. Yeah. Well, I mean, even, but that's the thing is like, I can't even disparage like Disney musicals because their music is good. Like well, in a lot of stuff, well, yeah. you know, in a lot of their animated stuff, I mean, their stuff is, is really, you know, good songs. Good. Who, this seems like somebody just sat down at a piano and was like five minutes. They were done. Like, I, I don't, like yes. it just doesn't seem like any effort was put into it, and to me, it almost seems shoehorned in. Shoehorned in, you know what I mean? Like, like, and I was just sitting there looking at it and going, like, you could do better than this. Like, I mean, if we're gonna, I, and Shooty God was got a great voice. Like, I was like, yeah. when he jumps in, like, I didn't have any problem with the singers. It was the song, and like, if you're gonna do a musical number, do a music, have them dance, have them get a, big. Go big. Yeah, go go yes. big or go home. And, and they just didn't, you know what I mean? No. I think part of the problem was that they had not much of a premise. And they were like, well, we've got to make this almost an hour. What do you think? Can we just pad it with a musical number? Sure. <laughs> Throw it in. Yeah. I don't, I don't know, like, what they were thinking. I mean, I just really... I, I, you know, because you've got the conveyor belt and all the little goblins, which I love. Again, I will say I love the look of the goblins. Like I thought the goblins looked great. Like I, I mean, okay, if you're gonna do goblins, then that's what they should look like, right? Like they, they, they were great. I thought that they looked fantastic. I love the little Christmas type hats. You know, like every, every. I was all good with all of it. I love the look of the ship. I love, but it just didn't seem like an episode that we needed. You know what I'm saying? No, it was do it's filler throwaway bullshit. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I mean, I, I just don't know what more to say than that. Like, which is why I wanted to focus on the good stuff, which to me is, well, we're done with that. Now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but I mean, it just seems like Shuti Godwa to me is the good stuff. But at the same time, I did want to say something about him where like, I felt like, like, did you feel like he was a doctor? Like, did you feel like, like, Oh yeah, totally. No, I, he's got it. He's got the vibe. I think he's got do it you? down. Because I mean, I, I felt like, like with, when Jody Whitaker took over, like, I was like, Oh, she's the doctor. Like immediately, like with him, I felt like he was an actor and I didn't know that. Like, I felt like he was the doctor. Maybe it was like, cause he didn't have like, it seems like the trailers that I saw for the coming series, he changes outfits a lot. And I was like, Oh, mm -hmm. this is a new thing because you yes. know, typically Tennant, you know, Matt Smith, even all of all of them, all 14 of them, basically. Yeah. Same. Outfit. Yeah. And he changes outfits in this one, too. Uh, you know, there's one where he's he's in the nightclub, right? Like, like, what do you think about yeah, he's that? wearing a tank top? And a yeah. What do you think about the nightclub stuff and him? Like, I had no problem with that. Look, he's just remember, he's just been by generated. Yeah. He's 
um, he's he's pushed uh, David Tennant off to do all the therapy. <laughs> yeah, he's apparently yeah. better now. Um, he's just happy, you know. He's he's. He, I think if anything, that shows the departure from the brooding, you know, Moffat style um, doctors of I'm the last one. I murdered them all. I'm <laughs> such a terrible person. I'm going to punish myself on television. Yeah. Um, it's this is more like joyful and light, and that's a nice look. I mean, you know. Some of them, they're not all, you know, like, it's kind of like, um, I would say, Tom Baker on, on Speed, you yeah. know, because the um, Tom Baker was not, didn't get dark too often. He did get dark sometimes, but um, he had that sort of childlike twinkle in his eye. Um, but again, you know, from much more of a an older, uh, grown-up perspective. Sure. This guy, you know, he's got a more youthful vibe to it. And I said, that's okay. Yeah. That's fine. I, with I me. mean, again, I no problem I've that. never had a, I mean, again, I didn't have a problem with Tennant. Didn't have so much a problem with Smith himself, you know, Smith's doctor and stuff like that. So I don't have a problem with the young doctor. And I, I love the idea of him like going to a club and dancing and having a great, at one point he's wearing a hat, which I was like, I hope that hat is like part of his you know, <laughs> new outfit. Cause he looked badass. Like I thought like it looked great and I love the trench coat. I love the, you know, the, the sort of like leather. I was like every, but, but there was a part of me that was like, Oh, it seems like at least in the previews that I saw for the upcoming season, he doesn't stay in one outfit during the whole thing, or he doesn't have like his iconic, you know? And so for me, right. him changing outfits in the thing, it kind of threw me a little bit where I was like, Oh, he's, not staying well, in we'll one, one outfit. Yeah. I'm not going to, I'm not going to dig too much into the trailers just yet because we'll see when we yeah, get but there. Even in this episode to me, it, it didn't seem like, well, I mean, they did with, with the, the leather coat and the, you know, the thing under the shirt underneath. And, but it seems like what they're going with, with this doctor is maybe not an outfit, but a style, you know what I'm saying? Vibe. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's Vibe. different thoughts on that that's okay yeah you think that that's that's I, fine i mean it makes it harder to cosplay him although alternatively maybe it makes it easier <laughs> yeah, to cosplay i him. guess so now he'll have 15 different outfits that you could choose exactly. from. you know exactly who knows who well, knows i mean so my, my biggest complaint with the shows um so i'm a fan of harder science fiction than softer science fiction and what does that mean i mean it means whatever you want it to mean but in my in my little mind it means that you know yes it's science fiction, so it's not all real. However, there's, you know, it sort of sticks to the general laws of physics as we know it. And, you know, things just don't get explained away. So there were a lot of, there were some issues with the last, all four of these that were problematic. But this one in particular, so at the towards the end, he's using the Mavity gloves. He's yanking the, the goblin ship out of the air and to get the baby out. Right, and in, either inadvertently or advertently impales the ship on the on the spire of the church, which just happens to impale the goblin king. Yeah. Right, so that's a problem for the goblins. He gets the baby back, except that you'd think there would be this the wreckage of this goblin ship all over no. the uh, all over the church. No, it just it disappears. Just, so wait, but, you had bye a bye. problem with that? Like, like, like? I mean, there have been crazier things in Doc in Doctor Who than that. I mean, I mean, yes, but 
there wasn't even a scratch on the church. There was like nothing happened. Like even in the in the Star Beast episode, when you know he reverses the dagger drive and it magically pulls the street, the all the all the cracks in the in the streets and roads together as if nothing yeah. happened. That is lazy ass writing. Wait. I'm sorry. <laughs> you so your problem is mostly with the fact that there's no destruction left. Is that is that or yes. no repercussions? Yes. Yes, exactly. It's writing without consequences. Well, That's my but problem. But I mean, obviously, I mean, it sounds like there's, I mean, yeah. That that's kind of always been a thing, though. Like where they wave things away, right? Like where where like I mean, I think w with Doctor Who, the repercussions have always been sort of like character based than actual reality based. Like you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I like reality based. Yeah, but though, you love which Doctor Who. It's stupid been, that I'm saying that. With it's Doctor been this Who. way for a long time. Like I hate to bring it to you, Barry Negrin, but but. Doctor Who is not necessarily hard sci-fi. Like it's sci-fantasy, if anything, right? Yes, but I don't want it to just become fantasy, where you know there that you can just sort of wish away all your problems because Russell T. Davies can't be bothered to write a solution yeah. for it. Well, I mean, I mean, I, I guess I understand that that sort of train of thought, but I mean, for me, I would have much rather uh, rather than uh, you know waving away the sort of destruction of the church, you know, I would have rather he focused on a tight script because it seemed like, like what was happening to, for me is I felt like that they, they really wanted to focus on all this character development for Ruby Sunday, right? Like the companion. Yes. Well, and, and there was, there was one strong bit that I did like actually where, you know, she's adopted obviously. Yeah. And you know, the doctor even says, and it's something that I'm not crazy about because that whole timeless child bullshit. Yeah. But he says, I'm adopted too. So like, that's a coincidence. And yeah. that of course gets the goblins all excited. But like, it's a bit sort of a very light way to reference this stupid part of the timeline. Yeah. Um, and I thought that was, that was actually well done. Yeah. Um, so I have no problem with that. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, that's the thing is for me, well, I see, and, and that's what I was kind of trying to get to. It seems like the content in this episode could have been two episodes. You know what I'm saying? I I felt like uh, they were. I mean, I feel well, like if you you could have filled out the goblin stuff much more, filled in their background, filled where do they come from, what are they doing, why do they want babies, and then yeah, yeah. had a different episode where Ruby Sunday's like history is actually explored in depth and how she got adopted and, you know, things like that. And it just felt like, they uh, let's shit just, together. Yeah. And there's not enough room for both of it. You know what I'm saying? So none so of they it, half -ass both. yeah. And, and none of it feels satisfying in the end, right? Because you're trying to cram two different things. And that's the thing is like, I, we know for a fact that like in the history of at least modern who, that there have been episodes where they focus on like the history of a character and they've given everything enough breathing room to where, you know, River Song, uh, you know, Captain Jack Sparrow, like all that stuff. I actually almost started watching Torchwood again because it's on Max and I came across it. Oh, it's it so by... good. Is it on Max now? It's on oh, Max so... and Torchwood's on Max. So that's good because, you know, I remember uh, when a while when they were coming up with like some of the, the later ones, it was only on Stars. And yeah, 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 yeah. I yeah. had to drive to like, 
you know, New Jersey to go to my in-laws house because they had stars. Are you serious? You just didn't want to sign up for stars for like nope. a month or two or whatever. Well, that the I, was it stars or Showtime? I guess it was stars. No, right? it was stars. It was yeah. like nobody had this. Like I was like, I was looking around. Does anybody have a code for this? And like, no, it, it was terrible, though. That last I, that stars one. Oh, Miracle Day. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was awful. I hated I that one. I hated that. I like the first two seasons of Torchwood. But anyway, my point being that there have been episodes of Who and Torchwood or spinoffs where they've taken one character and made them the focus and maybe yeah. had a little bit of gobbledygook, but like focused enough on their history to be like, we're developing this. You know what I'm saying? And that that's kind of what I feel happened here. I feel like he had an idea for like a Christmas goblin episode. You know what I mean? And maybe all the Ruby Sunday adoption stuff should have been put on the back burner for the main season. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. maybe just introduce her. She's this cute, young, spunky, you know, lady that there's something mysterious about her and save the, the deep adoption stuff for later or make it all about the deep adoption stuff in this episode because it's a Christmas episode and chuck the goblin stuff you know, and have that be its own really cool, fun adventure. Where so how? Yeah, I wonder how you would do that though, because it doesn't seem like you'd get much story out of that. I, I, I oh come on! I mean, they're goblins and they go around on a ship no, and no, no, no. The other half, if you eliminate the goblins and you're just left with the Ruby Sunday origin story, I don't know how you're going to make that into a whole episode. I think I think you. I mean, they. I mean, they kind of practically. If you can get a half an hour in there which I think that you could of her history and maybe not so much focus, have some interesting things happen. Like the coincidence stuff could have been in there. And then maybe a follow-up episode is the goblins notice the coincidence or there's some weird timey wimey stuff. Like, like you can definitely fill out a whole episode with what is her history? Why is it mysterious? Why, why doesn't she have genetic, you know, why, why can't they figure it out? Is she, right. miss, you can, you could, you could have done well, that. And there's a, there's one of the many theories floating around is that in fact, the reason why there's no genetic evidence of her on the, on, in the databases is that she's her own mother. Oh, <laughs> like somehow later on in life, she gets pregnant, goes back in time to, um, that's you know, gross. <laughs> or weird. Uh, like, I know. But that is whatever. some Chinatown stuff, like right there. Like <laughs> my mother, my sister. Um, I'm gonna go with my thing, which is I think she's I think the mother's uh River Song and that she is the doctor's daughter. But that's just That would me. be nice. I would have no problem if if she would have a little uh Gallifreyan in her. <laughs> a little Gallifreyan or the... I like this. I like Millie Gibson. I mean I think yeah. she, I think she you knows she's she's first of all as soon as she swanned onto the camera, I thought she looked like the lost Fanning sister, you know, Dakota. Oh, uh, yeah, 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 Elle, yeah. yeah and then, right. then now there's the new one. Yeah. Um, so she's got that look about her. She's very emotive, very expressive. She was, she apparently was, this is not her first gig either. Like she was in another show. Um, I don't remember what it was called, but, uh, you know, so she's, she's got good chops. She's good to look at, you know, she's got excellent energy with Shuti Gatwa. Yeah. Um, and apparently, you know, but the behind the scenes stuff is that she and he have like a blast on set. Like oh, they're really? like they're they're on their off camera relationship is just tremendous. Oh, that's great. So, well, that's that's good to hear. I mean, they definitely had a connection and everything worked fine. There was yeah. just something with her that was missing that just didn't connect yet. Like I didn't 
like even even you know Amy Pond, who is not a companion that I that I was like super crazy about. There was right. something about where it just like clicked, where I was like, okay, like fine, like this is this is good. And you know, she was never my favorite. Or Clara, like all the new companions. There's something here with me, and maybe it was just the quality of the whole episode. And like again, maybe they didn't focus on building her up enough. Where I was just like, okay, yeah, she's fine. But again. I just found myself kind of bored, you know, with everyone except for Shutigatwa and and uh, Ruby's moms. A uh, Ruby's mom, or is it mom and grandma? Like I mom was mom and grandma. Okay, that's I was assuming that she had two moms at one point, but okay, mom and grandma. Ru- Ruby's mom, you know, like I loved those two actresses. I think that they were great. Um, again, loved the goblins like for what they were, you know, but like everything coming together, it just didn't gel. And, and I was bored, Barry. I was so bored by the, by the midway through the episode. Like, like when they, when the goblins go back to eat her and they realize, like he realizes that the time has changed and everything kind of gets dark and you know, the lighting is no longer it's bright. All blue, yeah. yeah. I was just like, uh, I, I just, uh, I, 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 I don't know if I can bring myself to care about this at this point. Like, you know I mean, what I mean? And actually, actually, it's funny you say that because that's like another blip in the storyline that I wasn't crazy about. So yes, they erased her from the timeline. The doctor is in the mom's apartment, right? Yeah. Why would he be there? Like exactly. she wouldn't like the, the the mom didn't like say, Who the hell are you? What are you doing in my apartment? Yeah, exactly. You know? She's just talking to him like he's the ghost of like like nothing happened, right? Christmas present or whatever, Christmas past or future or whatever. Like, and I mean, that's the thing. Like, I'm going to say it. I think there were, you know, I enjoyed a lot of the Chibnall stuff better than I like this one. Like, I was just so like, like Chibnall seems to be the, the, the low bar for everyone right now, which I don't know if that's fair because there was a (laughs) pandemic and stuff like right in the middle of his run and everything. (laughs) But I mean, I just like... To me, this is, and I don't want to say worst because I, I, I mean, this wasn't like, it's not hor. It's not the most horrible thing I've watched, but for me, this was the most like, like least enjoyable episode of who I've watched in a long time. And I think that's saying a lot to, again, I I just, and I don't want to trash it because I, I want to like this new doctor. I love Russell T Davies, but I was bored and I don't know how else to, to, to say that, you know, to me, that is like the worst sin you can commit as a piece of media, which is like, like, even if it's, if something's bad, like if it has something interesting in it to where I'm like, Oh, this is weird. Like, I don't understand what's going on. Like, like at least it's keeping me interested. You know what I'm saying? But if it bores me, then I'm just like, uh, and I got bored. I just got bored. Like, I don't know how else better to say it. Like, and, uh, it didn't keep me engaged. Right. Like, uh, I, I was, I was in and out. Yeah, I, I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe. It. I mean, you've got a show uh, with flying goblin ships. Like, come on! Like at Christmas time, like that should keep somebody like me who loves like stuff like Dungeons and Dragons and Lord of the Rings, and you know that should keep me engaged. But it didn't. Like, like they could have given us more elf high uh, goblin. I keep wanting to call them the elves. Uh, goblin hijinks, right? Like, let me talk to a couple of the goblins. Let me know one. Like, maybe there's a uh, a goblin called Stinky, and he knew the seven dwarfs. Like, I don't know. Just like give right. me something. Like, you know. But there was no 
development of the goblins as a species. There's no development of any of the goblins as characters. Like you could have had, had maybe like one goblin who's like, you know, maybe he's like a golem and he's like, me don't want to eat the little baby. Me want to save the baby. You know what I mean? Like something, something anything, yeah, right? Yeah. And there's just nothing in there that, that, that like develop them as, as creatures. And, and I guess I'm just not used to, um, like who just sort of just like not even caring about the development of like their villains, just using this as sort of like, like you said, it's half-assed in my opinion, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, by the way, you know, I think the problem here is the person who wrote it, which is Russell D Davies. Yes. Maybe he's a great showrunner, but you know, when he does the writing also it's crap. And some of the best episodes during his era, when he was the showrunner up top, were in the, the first four years, were written by Stephen Moffat. Yeah. You have, well, you know, season one, The Empty Child and The Doctor Dances, that whole World War One thing with the gas masks. Yeah, the yeah, yeah. Mummy, that was frightening. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, you that know, was good stuff. For, you know, Stephen Moffat wrote The Empty Fireplace with, um, you know, Madame de Pompadour. Yeah, Pretty yeah. Pretty wild episode, fan favorite. You know, he wrote Blink. That was during the Russell years, but Stephen Moffat wrote it. Yeah, yeah. You know, he wrote Silence in the Library, Forest of the Dead, where we introduced River Song. Um, you know, he's the, some of the best episodes of the RTD era were Stephen Moffat's writing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, I wouldn't disagree with that at all. I mean, I know that I've liked a lot of the stuff that Russell T. Davies did. I mean, I think that Moffat gets a lot of credit for like, yeah, and deservedly so. He's he did some amazing stuff. But it's funny because I also think that without Russell T. Davies kind of like shepherding the way, yes. Moffat kind of just like, so maybe they're, they were a great team that worked together. Because, I mean, I even think Sherlock kind of like went off in a weird direction after a while where I was just like, oh, I don't know if well, I'm as interested in this as was I that was. Moffitt? Yeah, yeah, that's Stephen Moffat. You didn't know that? I did not remember that. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, no, that, that was his baby all the way. So, uh, yeah, so I mean... It's interesting to note, like, what teams, like, work really well together, you know, in shows or in movies and stuff. Like, sometimes there'll be, like, a great director who who was only great because they worked with, like, a certain producer, you know what I mean? So maybe Russell T. Davies is really good at, like, recognizing talent and fostering talent and stuff like that, but not every episode that he writes is going to be a home run. But I was just really surprised by the lack of like energy, the lack of like fleshing stuff out. And, and it's I the lack feel, of consequences, the lack of, okay. The lack of consequences, which, um, but obviously they're still dropping like little hints as to what's going to come. Like now we need to know like who Ruby Sunday's mom is. Why was she abandoned? Like, does any of that matter? You know? Um, and who is the dad? Yeah, who's who's her dad? You know what I mean? Uh, so, like, those are things that they're obviously going to probably address at some point in the future. But at the same time, I was just like, I mean, to me, it's almost like the end of the last episode where the doctor is like sitting and 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 tenants doctor is sitting and having like dinner at uh, with Donna Noble's family. I just felt like that was kind of like weird and awkward and not super great. Like I, I just liked it. I like that. Yeah. I like that a lot. I just, I felt like it, to me, you know what that felt like? It felt like the end of the last Lord of the Rings movie where you were just yeah. like, 
okay, like I know that we kind of want a little more and, but isn't this over yet? Like, you know what I mean? Like it felt a little directionless and tacked on. And, but to me, this whole episode felt like directionless. Like I was just like, yeah. what is going on? And, and that's the thing is like, I really wanted to like it. And, and there are good things in that. Like Shuti God was great. The cinematography is great. Everything looks beautiful. And I just, I just felt like you have these like really, what could have been interesting little goblin, like think of it, Barry, like if you develop these goblin creatures, right, you could have had them popping up through the whole series. Like, you know what I mean? Like, Oh, there's yeah. the guy, you know, they're, they're causing like little things. Like, you, you, right. you know what I'm saying? Like you could have even had like a, a goblin. And this is why I'm not a TV writer, like name mischief. And he's like, hee, 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 like running around and being like, I'm messing with the doctor, you know, whatever, like popping right, in. No, every... Well, who knows? Maybe they'll come back. Maybe they will. And but I'm maybe just... they will get the the backstory that uh, Ruby Sunday should have gotten. This yeah. Time. Well, but my point being is that like now if they show up, I don't care about them because yeah. there was, there's no like building of them from the beginning. You know what I mean? You know, it's right. not like when the Daleks were introduced, like the Daleks, you got all their backstory. You get like why they're doing what they're doing, like why they're, you know, I've seen the original black and white one. And then the, then the, the, uh, is was it the Tom Baker episode where they redid and, and they redid the Daleks origin, like the Genesis uh, of the Daleks. Yeah. Yeah. And so I've seen series. that stuff. And those episodes are really good because they introduce the Daleks and, you know, like their backstory and stuff like that. Here, it's just the goblins are throwaway characters, which it's like fine, but they could have been much more interesting in my opinion. And I just got bored. As soon as the, the musical number started, I was like, oh boy. I was like, here we go. And I love musicals. Like I love musicals. Like I love musicals. <laughs> like I am not, we did a whole episode of this show like old West side story versus new West side story. Like I really? love, yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Oh, the uh, old one was way better. Yes. Absolutely. 100% agreed. <laughs> I, I, yes. But the person have to go and listen to that. Yeah. Well, you can listen to it and, and t it's maybe overly long and, and heated <laughs> between me and the person who I'm debating with. But, um, but my point being is like, if you're going to have a musical, just don't throw it away. Don't don't. And if you're going to have cool looking like little beasties, don't just like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, he obviously like with the star beast is interested in introducing these like little, maybe that's what it is, is they're making like little villain creatures that are marketable as plush that oh, can be sold. Like, I don't know, but like this one was a throwaway in my opinion. Yeah, that, that wouldn't surprise me at all. Yeah. So, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if that's the directive from Disney or the directive from the BBC, but it seems like we've got like little cutesy villains that, you know, hey, maybe the little ones will like them. You know what I mean? So I don't know. I don't right. know. But uh, yeah. Like an adipose squishmallow. <laughs> adipose. Oh my God. That's so funny. Uh, yeah. I mean, granted, there have been cutesy like little villains or characters before. So, and they market the, the shit out of the Daleks and the Cybermen and sell toys left and right, which I, of which I have some in my home office. So, you know, who am I to crap on that? But, you know. Oh, and by the way, by the way, who wrote the episode that had the adipose in it? Russell T. Davis. <laughs> yeah. Maybe he just likes cute little things. Like, I don't, I don't know. He likes cute little anime characters, but in any case, yeah, the church on Ruby Road, bit of a disappointment for me. You as well, right? Yeah. 
Yeah. Any, any, any sort of final thoughts on this or like, can we, can we, can we just call it done? <laughs> I, mean, I got nothing left. I don't I'm, think uh, it's an episode that I want to revisit. I don't think I will ever watch it again. Yeah, I don't think um, so. You know, uh, I've already watched The Giggle two and a half times. Nice. It's only been out for a little while. Yeah. And my eldest hasn't yet watched it. And I'm like constantly haranguing her. If you want to watch it, I'll sit with you and watch it. <laughs> yeah. This was that good. I'm as good way. as that episode was, this was that bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was a real disappointment, especially when you figure the three tenant episodes that preceded it. And I was just like, Oh wow. And for all the sort of excitement that, um, that Russell T Davies has been hyping Shuti Gatwa, you know, as the doctor with in interviews and media and stuff like that. This was just like, dude, really? Like that you, I, I almost feel like Davies let like Gatwa down a bit with this one and, and Millie Gibson, because I feel like the companion could have been, a much stronger introduction, in my opinion. What's inexplicable to me is that all, basically almost every online review I've seen of the episode has been overwhelmingly positive. Really? Like, That's are you interesting. Are kidding me? No, it's terrible. I mean, I don't understand what these... Like, oh, it's a real it's a real Christmas present. It's a real... Oh, uh, wow. Are you kidding me? Yeah, uh, I did not find that. I mean, it's interesting because I'm looking at the internet movie database page for it and it's like at 7.2 out of 10 and i'm like wow really maybe yeah. people saw stuff in there that you and i didn't see maybe you know maybe we're just not the audience for this new doctor i i, I don't know uh, you know or maybe we're just two cynical old men who just don't like like christmas episodes i don't know i just i i just felt like it was uh slapdash and half-assed and 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 not coherently put together it just and it didn't feel exciting to me you know what i mean like like the last three have felt exciting and this one just didn't feel that way to me i, I, I mean, want excitement you know yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i agree yeah I agree. so yeah stinker <laughs> well i'm very sorry russell t davies i'm very sorry shuti godwell i'm very sorry millie gibson hopefully the the season that comes in the spring will be much better than than what this is um, but yeah, the church on Ruby road was not necessarily, not necessarily a mass I wanted to attend on Christmas, unfortunately. Um, yeah. Any, any final, final thoughts, Barry Negrin? Well, you know, since I don't celebrate Christmas, we usually yes. do Chinese food in a movie in my house. Yes. At least the Chinese food was good. <laughs> was the movie good? What did you watch? This piece of shit. <laughs> what? Oh, you watched this? This was right, the movie. This was Chinese food in this garbage. Oh no! I thought like maybe you watched a, a movie in addition to this. No, like, no. no. Just, I, well, actually, what we did watch though was like other British television. We started watching um, Taskmaster season sixteen. I don't even know what that is. Oh, it's such a great. It's a game show featuring comedians and TV presenters as the five contestants, and it's like ten episodes. Greg Davies, who is also a comedian, is the host, and he has these people who are famous in their own right con competing to do these ridiculous tasks, um, and he awards points, and whoever, you know, wins the most points wins the, you know, the bust of Greg Davies at the end of the series. <sighs> um, okay. It's hilarious because all these people are wise-asses. They're comedians. So yeah. um, we, we started watching that. And that was at least good. So, <laughs> All right. Christmas so was saved. It's called Taskmasters. Oh yeah, you totally. 
it's there's I think they're on Amazon. Um, some of them are on YouTube for free, but I, you have to you know what you know find yeah. Yeah, you know, well, I'm I'm suspending my Amazon account as of uh, the new year, so oh, because they're putting anything. ads. So oh. uh, we'll see. Uh, I'm not paying for your ads. Like, I'm sorry. It's just like you know, everything's gone crazy. Everything's gone crazy. Like I'm, I used to pay not to have ads. Now I'm paying to have ads. Like it's like I'm no, you, like five years. There's going to be seven tiers of 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 Amazon which, which <laughs> yeah, super, super it, premium exactly. plus yeah. where that's yeah. the tier that doesn't have ads. Yeah. Well, we're the lowest we're, tier is just going to only be ads. We'll see. There's been a bit of consternation, like free shipping. Do we blah, 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 but we'll see. I am, we're suspending and we're seeing how it goes. And, you know, because I mean, if you don't do anything, then the companies just are like, whatever, next time it'll be, you know, $12 a month extra that you have to pay right. for no ads. So right, right, right. Like, Anyway, that's that is my uh, soapbox. But uh, <laughs> again, the the church on Ruby Road, um, the 2023 Christmas episode. By the time this episode airs, it will probably be the new year, 2024. So I want to wish everyone a happy new year. Um, again, you thought Christmas was over, but it's definitely not because we had to talk about the Doctor Who episode, um, the church on Ruby Road, which I don't even know if I should have watched. In any case, Barry Negrin, thank you for joining me. My pleasure as always. I always appreciate your time. Uh, again, my name is Christian Horn. This has been another episode of the Part-Time Fanboy Podcast. You can check us out on parttimefanboy.com. Our email is ptf at parttimefanboy.com. We are still on Facebook. We are still on Instagram. We are no longer on the hellscape that is Twix. Um, thank you for listening. Hopefully the upcoming Doctor Who season will be much better than this episode. And we will be back with another episode of our own soon. Bye. Part-time fanboy.